these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Jordan, it's cold down here. Yeah, I don't know why they keep it so chilly. Wait, yeah, I do. Uh, you gotta keep all those vials cold, right? Yeah, I mean, I know, like, there's viruses down here, but... I mean, the CDC can turn it up, like, a couple notches in the basement. Yeah, you would you would think so. I mean... Oh, look. It's the cure for cancer. Just casually on a shelf. <laughs> That's nice. Where... Why... Where... Well, obviously they've been hiding it here. Wait, wait, Squatch. Nope, don't, don't you touch that. Don't put, put it down. Put it get, down. How do we get him in here with us anyways? I don't know, but if he doesn't put that smallpox down, we're going to have an epidemic. Oh my goodness, speaking Look. of epidemics. Well, all right. Squatch, don't touch anything. Just, just sit your hairy butt down. And don't touch anything. Nothing. Because we're not bringing any of these viruses out in the world. We got enough going on. Yeah. Look, it's, I know it's for your own protection. Just be happy you're not quarantined, all right? But I guess while we're in the basement trying to find our way out of the CDC, we might as well talk about epidemics and pandemics. Yeah, well, I mean, we currently have one on our hands and, well, across across the world, yeah. actually, right now. Um, now, before we get just jump right on in, yeah, we should probably catch the people up because we're not the best at being at just just chit chatting and letting the people know who we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you been, Jordan? Mm, mm. Now that you ask, I've been tired. Yeah. Uh, good, but tired. Just started a uh, second job. If we don't consider this um, yeah. somewhat of a you know second job already. Where are you where are you working? We shout out bacon and butter all the time, but true. Do, or, do they even want you? you mean, I don't know. Do they what? want you to shout them out? Oh, well, I mean, they don't really care as long as I'm okay. not slandering, <laughs> which I wouldn't. Why would I do that when I'm working there? Yeah. Uh, I just started over at Fieldwork Brewing. It's a tap room downtown. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of locations throughout California, nine mm-hmm. to be exact now. Yeah. Um, really? I didn't know they had that many. Yeah. First one was in Berkeley, and uh, the most recent one just opened in mm-hmm. Corte Madera. And we will be expanding next month into mm-hmm. a restaurant sort of bit as well. Yeah. And it's going to be more like a, they're, they're aiming for indoor beer garden mm-hmm. feel. So it's going to be okay. fun. It's got our pizza oven in yesterday. I'm so excited. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, man. I love some pizza. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your go-to pizza? I feel like it's combination. Usually. Mm-hmm. Only because that's one of the only things that I like that I can get it, the wife to agree to. Mm. <laughs> she usually just goes straight pepperoni. but That's that's usually me. I'm, I'm happy with just a plain pepperoni. But I'll I'll try some other things too. I usually don't like red sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually go for like a like pesto pizza is probably my favorite. Oh yeah, I pesto. I mean, I I really like red. It depends on what kind of pizza I'm having though. Like there's a complimentary sauce. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm having something like a sausage or a, a, a pepperoni or any kind of meat like that, then I'm wanting red sauce. Typically. If I'm going chicken, then I want more of a like a white sauce or a pesto. I've found the chicken, bacon, and like pesto or white sauce. Chicken and bacon on a pizza, it's usually my go-to. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But that's exciting. 
I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think about you also might not want people harassing you at work but i don't think you'll oh no it'll be fine have that problem no but, we'll be good um but yeah that's yeah. been super fun how about you i i'm doing great um i'm enjoying my job going out spraying houses and i'm really happy i have the job i have because i don't have to interact with that many people so yeah i'm i'm pretty safe as far as corona standards go save it for this right yeah um and then yeah it's it's weird because everyone's like oh what you up to what have you been doing not really much uh Mm-mm. just kind of chill out because i think cassandra and i were just pushing way too hard on stressing our not stressing ourselves out but just overextending ourselves a little bit and mm-hmm. doing a lot and we are just kind of cutting back and doing some self-care and i feel like a hippie for even saying self-care but it's what it is and you gotta look out for yourself very necessary especially right now yeah so just kind of doing little projects around the house at a slow pace yeah because i'm very much like a deadline person like i have to do it and there has to be a sh- time frame and i usually want that to be short because i'm impatient mm-hmm. so i'm just gotta have a goal yeah I have, yeah outset but i want i also like making big projects for myself and wanting them done in too quick of a time mm-hmm. so try to overextend yourself in that way yeah but yeah it's other than that it's been good man besides working on the podcast it's been which is yeah, the best nice. part and if that was my daily i would not be mad about it right love you official pest but this would be pretty cool to do full-time for real so yeah try to get this as that secondary grind mm-hmm all right before we now again proceed before we fully dive into this topic i feel like i need to rant thoroughly and there's going to be a lot of bleeping oh yeah so don't worry parents it'll all be bleeped but i'm f***ing pissed about what because because the the coronavirus Mm -hmm. and this punk virus Shutting down all the things I love. Can't watch fucking basketball. Nope. Can't go to the Winchester Mystery House. Like, how are you fucking kidding me? March Madness is gone. Well, I thought they were still doing it. They just weren't letting anyone in the arena. It was just the teams. Oh, oh, well, maybe they said with no spectators. Yeah, that's, maybe that's that's what I'm saying. They're letting the teams play. So there's essentially still no March Madness for you can the only watch it on public. TV. Yeah, and then the NBA's closed down because mm-hmm. one player has it, and they've interacted with all the the teams yep and broadway's closed they're like it's i got concert tickets coming up like what's next man what's next i'm pissed and you know what i'm gonna take this rage out on an episode it's a good way to do it (laughs) so last night the night before we recorded this jordan the saint that he is had his topic all ironed out ready to go i was like hey let's switch this very last minute and he was like sure so we're gonna and we're gonna capitalize on a travesty, and be be trending for once. And well, like like you said earlier, we don't we don't often get a chance to do something that's super topical or no about something that's going on right now. Yeah, and it's not like this is anything paranormal to it, but I mean, it's still it's, it's still scary. Yes, and it's yeah, and it's it's something that's popped up in the past, and I still think it's worthy of a creepy campfire episode. Mm-hmm. So. Which, if you noticed, we have a brand new intro for. Yeah, it sounds so good. And I know that we just had one for probably the last like two months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and I tried to make that all original. This one is all original that I made as well. But it 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 felt good, but not quite us. 
we wanted a little bit of a little hip-hoppy vibe in there that's very Mm -hmm. much me and jordan's thing and i think i captured it with this one so i don't think this one's going to change for a very long time if ever oh yeah i like this one a lot more. so this one this is going to be where it stays and then possibly i won't say possibly i'm just going to say it if we don't do it i'll cut it out but you also notice our brand new logo with the podcast oh yeah and we got to shout out our buddy and previous guest andy hansen for making that amazing design Mm -hmm. and it's not that we retired or didn't like our old logo made by joshua machola i love that one too and we're going to keep that for some cool throwback merch Mm -hmm. but uh we we thought okay the podcast is getting a little traction Let's um let's give it a little bit of a facelift. Throw Change some new music. Bit. Throw a little bit of a new look on there and keep it rolling. Yeah. So it's looking good. We got yeah. a lot of we got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah. All right. So I'm done cutting you off now, Jordan. For right now. Oh, you're fine. Go ahead and 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 tell the people what this whole episode's going to be. So we're going to be talking about some uh, some prior pandemics, some some epidemics that have happened in the past, and uh, the kind of numbers that they uh that they've seen as far as the damage that they've done and uh then we're going to kind of round out the episode by going into what we've got going on right now what is that Jordan? what do we have going on right now we're going to covid19 covid19 the coronavirus mm-hmm. which uh, i'm going to go ahead and start by saying um you know that 38 percent of people beer drinkers specifically stopped buying corona when they heard, when they named it coronavirus how crazy is that <laughs> Come on, have some loyalty. Just just do one Google search. For real? <laughs> because it's the same name? Why? Sorry. Um <laughs> anyways. I wonder if I wonder if they've sued if the company Corona has sued anybody over it. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that, that definitely um hurt some numbers there for a minute. Right. Like they're gonna change your name or something? I don't know. But it's it's getting it's getting bigger by the day. Getting a little hairy. Yeah. We can't but even we'll, go see the Winchester Mystery House. I know. We had that all locked and loaded for this weekend, and now they're they're supposed to yeah. be closed until April 1st. Which, actually, this is probably the first time you guys are hearing of this. So we actually we had pre-recorded an episode. Jordan had led it. Um, you're still going to hear it, of um, where we, we go over the Winchester Mystery House, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty close. It's about three hours away from us yeah. here in California. San Jose. So we were going to – we he recorded that episode, and then – my lovely wife surprised me for Valentine's Day with tickets for the four of us all to go down there mm-hmm. um, and check it out. And we were going to record a little live thing of our reactions and, and how we felt about the house while we were there. Um, but they canceled. They said because Corona, they won't let people there. And while I'm sure it's a busy attraction, um, you're not going to tell me it's that packed where it's a Corona threat. But... You're still going to hear that episode. You're still going to hear our reaction because they will open the Winchester house eventually. Yeah, it'll happen. And whenever that happens, we're going to drop them in tandem, so that way you can you can get a fun little two parter. Yeah. Out of that. So, I can't wait to go. I'm so sad about Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get there. So we're going to start with uh with one of the big, more well known, uh, bigger ones, the bubonic plague. Okay. Uh, oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a. I suppose in in uh, layman's terms. It's so yeah. It, it it first was shown like as far as pandemic level mm-hmm. stuff in the 14th century. Okay, uh, and it was quote unquote named the Black Death. Mm-hmm. Um, it sur- but it surfaced for a second time in London in 1665, 
for the Great Plague of London, which killed 20% of London's population, according mm-hmm. to health.com. Uh, and the death toll was so high that mass graves appeared with thousands of cats and dogs who are believed to be the cause of the source. Um, well. Being slaughtered. Let me, I mean, they kind they were more of a carrier. Yeah. Because everyone, when they think about the plague, I think they think about rats mm-hmm. um, being being the cause. And because, I mean, we have things like the Pied Piper and things that have carried on in, you know, nursery rhymes and things today. Yeah. But actually it's fleas um, that, that carried them, the, the plague, because it wasn't like rats were gnawing on people right and left or dogs and cats were biting people right mm-hmm. and left and spreading it. It's actually the flea that was on the rat that, and I believe it started in Asia, came here those fleas spread mm-hmm. off of the rat and cause the spread of the plague. Yeah. And that's why you should have pest control. Yeah, it'll go a little smaller. <laughs> and kill them fleas. Right? Yeah, I don't think that was... Uh, I don't think the pest control was as big a thing in the 1600s. No, no. But that's how I thought it was funny. I didn't learn that. I learned about the plague in school. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it was really the fleas until I started my job. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, one of the perks of like, knowing about what, mm-hmm. uh, what pests can do and what they can mm-hmm. carry and stuff. Well, because I think I don't think a lot of people think about fleas actually eating blood meals off mm-hmm. of them, but that's what they do: is they they chew into you, they 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 take blood meals. Yeah, that's why it makes the like dogs and cats. Well, that's why it makes on, you itch. so itchy. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. I think you just think of them being on you, and that's causing the itching. And you know, they actually eat you. Yeah, so they're gross. It's a very small amount, like it, but yeah, no nibbles. So that's enough, though. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thankfully, it still tapered off the next year, 1666. It wasn't very long-lived, but it, uh, but it definitely did a great amount of damage at the time for the time. Surprisingly, it is still around today um, in some forms, usually occurring in rural areas in the, uh, in, the in western U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still more common in Africa and Asia. It's not as big a deal anymore, um, according to the the CDC Center Center of Disease Control. Uh, and prevention. I don't know why they don't put the P in there. CDCP and prevention? Oh. It, it doesn't have as good of a ring to it. That's true. But CDC no. or CDCP? It's part of your name. It's, it is technically uh, the center of disease. It's not just the center of disease control. Center of disease control and prevention. Hmm. Get your acronyms right. I mean, I guess you could argue that control, it could be prevention as well. True. I still think the CDC just has a better ring to it. Yeah. Three-letter things sound more official. FBI, NBA. CIA, NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I get your point. Um, MIB. <laughs> yeah, you had to end with that one, eh? Uh, humans technically contract the plague, uh, which is broken down into the, bu- the bubonic plague, the septicemic plague, and pneumonic plague, uh, depending on the transmission form. Uh, it's usually through contact uh, with an infected flea or animal, Symptoms of the bubonic plague in particular includes include a sudden onset fever, headache, chills, weakness, and one or more swollen, tender, and painful lymph nodes, which are like, I believe they're in the, in your throat, in the yeah. throat here. Yeah, that's, that'd be bad. Yeah, luckily, per the CDC, modern-day antibiotics are usually successful in treating mm. it. It's like, it almost sounds like strep throat a little bit. Yeah. When, and I was going to say, I think I heard not that long ago about like a case of it coming back up and around, mm-hmm. but all of the antibiotics we have by now are fine enough to take yeah, care of it. it's been 700 years <laughs> since then, so we've, we've ironed it out. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing okay. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that was that was the bubonic, but it wasn't. That's not even near the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, did, um, so I know you had the London death toll. What mm-hmm. was the what was the I know we don't really have worldwide because we don't have great records for that time, but we at least have European. Was it a third of Europe's population? Official. So now you mentioned twenty percent of London. Yeah, that's but, what the okay. So it says that they it it's said to have killed thirty to sixty percent of Europe's population. Yeah, yeah, that's a Insane. big gap. That's huge. And I understand records. I know thirty to sixty. Like, I mean, both are bad, but that's a huge gap. It's like when the window repair guy says he's going to be here in a half an hour like but between a half an hour and i'm, five hours I'm the now. guy that's like hey i'm i'll be here between two and four all right things happen yeah things happen yeah that's two hours man i gotta be <laughs> home for two hours just waiting for your ass you want it fixed or not man <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll wait i'll wait for you but yeah that that's a stupid big gap and another thing too that i i i was thinking about when i was browsing through all these illnesses a lot of them a lot of the pandemics we've had are pre 1900s would mm-hmm. you say and it just made me think of living conditions yeah and how like are you, i know there was a long period of time in europe where you literally you threw buckets of your feces and urine out the window yeah Ugh. and they had a street cleaner that cleaned it up kind of that was your sewage so that couldn't have helped the spread of anything no so I just think of the difference, and I know we have a lot of third world countries, and we're in America, and we have a lot of first world problems, like mm-hmm. not being able to watch NBA games. Yeah. Um, but still, I think worldwide living conditions are much better than oh, they yeah. were, you know, even in third third world regions. Been lots of major advancements, that's for mm-hmm. sure. As we go through these things, part of the reason I wanted to do this episode is to talk about all of these old pandemics mm-hmm. to show you. We want to scare you a little bit with the corona, but we want to show you, like, hey, we've been through some crap as people, and we still made it. So, like, we're going to have this, and we're going to be fine. So all the people freaking out, like, we'll be okay. Yeah, you would think, like, I mean, 30 to 60% of of an entire, you know, culture population is, like, just wiped out Mm -hmm. by a single thing. I mean, we still, they they recovered. Yeah. It's a travesty. It's incredible. It's incredible yeah. what these things can do, but uh, you might not make it, but your grandkids will be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta, I guess, silver lining that, I suppose, as much as you, you possibly know? can. <laughs> um, moving on to the Spanish flu influenza. Ah, yes, uh, that popped up in 1918 and stuck around for another year. It's crazy; they they don't usually last super long. Mm-hmm. Um, at least their initial bursts of like death tolls and as far as their massive waves of spreading yeah um they're they're always somewhat short-lived which is which gives hope for what's going on right now mm-hmm. hopefully we'll we'll attack it pretty quickly and get it under under control i wonder if that's our i'm sure it's a little bit mixture of, a, of both but i wonder if it's our bodies adapting that quickly to it um or more so just us as a uh i don't I guess you can say race, the human race, mm-hmm. um, just coming together to get it, get it taken care of. Cause we are like, Hey, we can't mess around with this. Well, yeah. One of the biggest, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it later. One of the biggest problems right now is, uh, antibiotic resistance. Yeah. That's been growing yeah. in people. And that's just, it's just something that, you know, every time we use something and we have a little bit of that in us and mm-hmm. usually 
as far as the way they usually fight these kinds of things uh, is small doses of the strain itself, but like not enough to, or certain certain things removed or added, but bits of whatever sickness, like very small amounts injected into you. Like so when you get the flu shot, you're actually getting a couple other strains of flu. Exactly. That are just not harmful in a way. Which is supposed to kick your white blood, blood cells into gear and like make them start preventing right. or, or producing antibodies to fight that specifically. Mm-hmm. But when we do that too often or we get a little bit too much of that in our system, they, I, I, I don't know, I'm feeling that, I think that they get overwhelmed mm-hmm. or uh, that's when things start not to work as well in us or you find resistances to certain things and you end up having to come up with a new antibiotic or something yeah. else that'll attack it a, a different way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's a big problem. Um, so Spanish flu. Spanish flu. AKA no. influenza caused by an H1N1 virus, which do you know about the way that they're broken down? I just know that all flus are like H something N something. And I know that there's a million types of flus. And when I was first digging up some of these big sicknesses throughout history, there's it's majority of them are a type of flu. Mm-hmm. So I just know that, and every one of them I looked at was a H something N something. So the H is hemagglutinin. Okay. And the N is neuraminidasis. I would say you used the $5 word there, but you struggled, so I'm going to give you a $2.5 I'm str- Yeah, that was a struggle. <laughs> I wouldn't have done any better. <laughs> they're both proteins that are found on the outer shell or envelope of whatever particular virus. Okay. Um, and different viruses have different hemagglutinin and neuraminidase proteins. And when you say, like, the outer shell, because... If you've not looked at a picture of a virus, it's really interesting. It kind of takes you back to your biology class talking about cells and stuff. But mm-hmm. I never thought about what a virus looks like until I was doing this. And you see the pictures of uh, essentially a It almost looks like a planet mm-hmm. in some kind of like video game or something. Yeah. And you see it carved out like a core and you see the different layers to it almost like a planet. Yeah. Google it. It looks cool looking. You yeah. get some pretty colors out of it. <laughs> yeah. It'll scare you, but it's cool looking. Take some uh, DDT and then look at the pre- DDT and then look at the pretty colors. Oh, DMT. DMT. That's yeah. right. That would be that would be bad. <laughs> Wait, is DDT that like pesticide that we? I don't know what DDT is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what DDT is. Is it pesticide? It's uh, it's yeah, it's the pesticide we used way back in the day that's outlawed now because it's stupid strong. But on the plus side, it did eradicate. Um, I'll I'll look it up here in a second, but. I'll just look at it. We could still have some DDT and <laughs> and look at the colors. I'm sure that'll be just as effective. There was a really bad illness that was carried in insects that we got rid of because we used DDT. I can't remember what it is, but there was a I think it was a mosquito spread illness that um we got rid of because we used DDT even though people got some some cancer for sure. You talking West Nile? No, no, cuz West Nile is still a thing. Mhm. Um yeah, it was actually a big problem in Midwest last year. Yeah. Circle back to the Spanish flu again. Yep. I'm going to just keep derailing. derailing. <laughs> no, we're fine. So H1N1, uh, it was an avian origin, so it started with birds. Okay. Which is crazy. I don't think I don't, I don't think we're going through bird flu. Maybe that's... What no, no, no. Things are... A lot of things are passed through birds, like pigeons. Yeah. Rats of the sky, man. They... 
Because they they poop everywhere. They sleep in their poop. Mm-hmm. They are disgusting. They're gross. Flying rats. Yep. Um, CDC estimates that about 500 million or one-third of the world's population at the time became infected with uh, Spanish flu. Dang. It ultimately caused at least 50 million deaths worldwide with about uh, 675,000 of those being in the U.S. alone. That's a 10% death rate. That's a lot. It means 10 people that you know that had it or one of them is going to die yeah it was a big one uh it was especially virulent um says the cdc which um and a lot remains undocumented about it um they although they do say that it's caused rapid and severe lung damage which is one of the Mm -hmm. only things in this on this trail that we're going down Mm -hmm. that has caused something so significant like that okay um in 1918, victims of the pandemic virus uh, experienced fluid-filled lungs, as well as severe pneumonia and lung tissue inflammation. Wow. Terrible. F- fluid-filled lungs. What is that even like? Oh, well. Can you imagine, like, every time you're breathing? Like, well, when I was... A little gurgling down I, there? I was a kid, I had, um... Oh, what's the one before you get pneumonia? Uh... What? Bronchitis. I had bronchitis, uh-huh. and I had um, a lot of phlegm mm-hmm. in my lungs, and I could feel it. Whenever, like every time I coughed, I could feel it, like moving around in my lungs, and would have oh. to hack it out. It was rough, and if it it feels like pebbles in your lungs, yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> and that kind of shortens your breathing and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, which you just constantly which... sound like you're wheezing. Mm-hmm. It's real fun. But if you can't get enough of that in, or if you take too shallow a breath, I think that's one of the things that can start leading to pneumonia. Yeah, if you're not it, yeah, enough. that's why I was they they told me like, hey, you, which you can get pneumonia without having bronchitis. But yeah. if you have bronchitis, it's very easy for you to also get pneumonia. More susceptible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So scientists also worked to replicate the flu in 2005 uh, to evaluate the patho- pathogenicity or its ability to cause disease uh, and to harm a host. We should do like a, we're going to do a word counter. So every time you have a big word like that, we're going to play like a little like the more you know sound and Seriously. have a word count. <laughs> I'm count them up. Um, the work led by Terrence Tumpy, a PhD, microbiologist, and at the time chief of immunology and pathogenesis branch of the CDC. Um, he showed that the 1918 influenza virus was un- it was a uniquely deadly product of nature, evolution, and the intermingling of people and animals. But they don't even talk about a cure to that, but it was obviously another... Uh... Oh, to the Spanish flu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ended up making one, but... Well, I mean, I feel like all of them are... You end up having to do a bi- antibiotic is usually what the... So, yeah, that was, in- that was influenza. So 500 million people infected. infected. 50 million died. Um, 50 million. Yep, yeah. and 675,000 of those being Ameri- uh, well, America. people in the U.S. Crazy. A third of the world's population at that time. It's yeah. insane. Then there was the quote-unquote Asian flu, not being racist or anything. That's what they're calling it. Well, no, but a lot of these, and no disrespect to China, because I know that that's where uh, the, the corona came out of, but mm-hmm. a lot of these came out of China. And I yeah. think it's because of the denseness of the population. It spreads really quickly there because of that. Right. Um, Not which, necessarily the cause, but it's a quick spreader because oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once populations, it just yeah. explodes. 
Um, so this one began in East Asia in 1957. Um, this specific virus, this this specific, uh, they they call it an influenza, like it's mm-hmm. part of the, the same chain. Yep. This is an H2N2. Okay. So this is another another form, another strain, mm-hmm. uh, which was first detected in Singapore in February of 1957. From there, it made its way to Hong Kong and uh, over into the coastal cities in the United States by the summer of that same year. Okay. Estimated 1.1 million people died of the Asian flu worldwide, with 116,000 of them being Americans. So that one was not as bad as far as... Uh, it's not 50 you know, million your, your deaths. Full, yeah, your full percentage. But but it's something to be scared of at the time. Yeah, 57. I was going to say, I don't... I don't think I've ever heard of that one Mm-mm. going on. I mean, I guess I wouldn't. Have, I feel like there's was... just so many varieties of the flu. Yeah. Like if you just lumped flu mm-hmm. and like that, that's why they say that's the number one killer because it's, it, there's just been so many variations of it. Yeah. It just was like, okay, we're going to change now because we're not doing enough damage. Oh, you got an antibiotic for that? Okay. We're going to change again. Which is like, I'm pretty sure, I don't think that the, well, COVID-19 or whatever we're dealing with now, I don't think that's, I don't think it has the same makeup specifically but it's it's doing a similar thing doing similar things like in the name covid19 so i'm assuming i might be totally wrong on this but i'm that the 19th strand oh no that was just because it was in 2019 oh it was okay so i'm glad i'm pretty sure i do know that there are other covids for sure though well, because they say that you can that you're more you're still more likely to get the flu than COVID. Oh yeah, but so I mean, if those things aren't or if those things yeah. aren't interchangeable, then I think that they're like a little bit different as far as their original chemical makeup goes. Right. But yeah, so that one was a little bit less intense. Still a hundred. Well, one one point one million. Also, fun fact: so we don't keep making this mistake. Mm-hmm. They're called strains, not strands. Strains. So another flu didn't come out around um, until around 1968. It didn't come out. Until... <laughs> didn't have a release date yet. <laughs> yeah. So we, <laughs> we had a little over a decade mm-hmm. in between the two. Uh, they just called the 19, 1968 flu pandemic. Okay. Uh, also, Kong, also called the Hong Kong flu. Uh, it originated also in China in July of 1968. It was the, the new strain H3N2. Okay. So it was an even another upgraded version of the flu. It was the third you know, pandemic. It's just your new software update. No big deal. Right. Yeah. Wait while we kill you. Can I hit the download overnight button? <laughs> and not right now. Yeah. <laughs> just put it off as long as you possibly can. It was the third pandemic flu outbreak to occur in the 20th century, killing 1 million people worldwide and about 100,000 people in the U.S. And that was the last one until 2009 so we had a lot we had a good at least major as far as the major strains go mm-hmm. that was the last one up until i mean for 40 years yeah roughly yeah. that's crazy back to more sickness so 2009 we're up into the 21st century yep most recent it is the most recent flu pandemic in the u.s uh, initially known as swine flu okay it occurred in 2009 with, uh, it was, it was apparently in the same, the same strain, H1N1. Oh. Um, which I didn't know. Yeah, I remember, in, like you said, like in middle school, people losing their shit over that. Yeah. Like thinking, like this is like, essentially it would turn into what the corona is now. 
I was out for a couple of weeks in high school mm-hmm. or in middle school, like uh, for different, various different health related issues. And people thought that I had swine flu. Like I came back after a couple of weeks. That's just middle like, school kids being stupid. Swine flu. Like I'm good. I'm okay. Like I remember swine flu. I remember bird flu for half a minute. For a half, yeah, for just a sec. Yeah, but sw- swine flu was kind of like that too. It just seemed, like everyone thought it was going to kill everybody. Yeah. And then you didn't hear anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it te- came and went so quick. Yeah. Um, although I mean, apparently not without some damage. Uh, not previously. This the, the the strain wasn't previously identified in either hu- animals or humans, so okay. it was like a new form of the same strain. Apparently, uh, it was first detected in the U.S. and it spread quickly across the world uh, between April twelfth and April ten uh, April twelfth two thousand nine and April tenth two thousand ten. About a year, uh, there were sixty point eight million cases. Whew. So it's. Is that worldwide? Uh, yeah, worldwide. Okay. Um, 274,304 hospitalizations and 12,469 deaths. Okay. And that's, oh, that's just in the U.S. Okay. 60 million cases in the U.S. Okay. In a year. Between 2009 and 2010. That's like a sixth of the population? Don't we have like 200 and almost 300 million? What do you mean? Don't we have almost 300 million in the U.S.? That's... If we have 60 million cases in the U.S., that'd be like one in six people getting it. That's a... Uh, that'd be an interesting statistic to look up. I don't know how many people that... Uh, what the percentage is. I feel like is. 60 million might be worldwide, but the death toll, that 12,000, was the U.S. death toll. It's a, Yeah, it says deaths in the U.S. 60.8, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a clarification. Mm-hmm. Um... But it also estimate well because well oh, okay so yeah the the death rate was specific to the U S but it also the, it was also estimated that five hundred and seventy five thousand people died worldwide. Okay. So that's more mm-hmm. case specific. Um, it primarily affected children and middle aged adults. Older adults had immunity likely from a previous exposure to similar virus mm-hmm. strains. Right. Um, and while the pandemic officially ended on August tenth of two thousand ten, the H one N one uh, subsection PDM09 virus continues to circulate as a seasonal flu virus causing illness, hospitalizations, and death still worldwide. Okay. So it's still in the midst. Still the out mix. there doing it. Mm-hmm. Just not as severely. Yeah. Which is kind of the story for all these. Uh-huh. So. I'm going to, because I have another list of these things, I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip uh, HIV. Okay. HIV, bad. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So there's a couple of, this is, this one's going to go back a little bit further. So we'll do a little bit of a, this is a kind of an overlap. Um, so Which HIV, sorry, real quick, just yeah. like 30 seconds on it. That, if, because that one's not as quick of a killer, mm-hmm. it, it can be easy to overlook versus some of these other ones that kill you kind of quickly. Yeah. But it, I think what scared everyone about that is they didn't know where it came from. Um, and it, there was a lot of uh, uh, cultural misconceptions, I'll put it that way, mm-hmm. about it. And um, it it spread well, it went hand, stupid fast. It went hand in hand with social sentiment at the yeah. time. So it was like, it's not like... Because of social ignorance, yeah. it, it got everywhere. And that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, so. uh, I mean, 
being gay in general wasn't as like people weren't open about it yep. as open about it back then and then when you, you they found out that that was one of the ways to transmit it they found they thought that that was like one of the only ways that you could transmit it and that yep. was like the main reason for it mm-hmm. so they kind of i felt like they kind of lumped the two together yep unfortunately but but yeah that one that just got everybody and dropped we dropped the ball on it yeah so but there's our 30 seconds on aids yeah but we're on top of it now <laughs> well closer to being on top of it at least Getting we're it's, it's jordan it. it's right here it's it's the vial right next to the cancer i cure. know i know but you know the people can't but do that squatch no don't you don't don't no i don't care don't you touch that squatch don't break that vial i know you want to help there's your, only one for some I, reason just just one but i don't know it's still freezing down here keep keep telling the story so i can take my mind off it okay so we're gonna we're gonna circle back. So those were a couple of the the really big ones um, and more well known as far as things hit in the U.S. more specifically as well, because these ones go way far back. Um, there was apparently the third cholera pandemic uh, that happened in eighteen fifty between eighteen fifty two and eighteen sixty. Okay. Uh, cholera is a bacterial infection that's mainly contracted through food and water, and you can still get it. A recent cholera br- outbreak in Haiti made headlines last year. Um, but the largest cholera outbreak known to mankind is the third, the third outbreak that originated in India and spread, uh, killing, killing 23,000 people in Britain alone. Which I think India is the origin for each of the cholera outbreaks. I think you're right. Which again, makes sense. Cause we're talking, cause India I think is the most densely populated country mm-hmm. in the, in the world. China has the highest population, but India I think is the most dense. Yeah. So. And uh, if you don't have clean water, that's the quickest way to, yeah, quickest way to get sick. Yeah. Um, there was the typhus fever uh, during World War One, nineteen forty-five. Okay. Uh, it spread by lice, mm. which is crazy. Uh, during in the war conditions, there was poor sanitation that probably led to a greater density of them, uh, which meant the transmission of typhus was more prevalent during the time, and it caused three million deaths in Russia alone. <laughs> along with the body count from the war. Mm-hmm. There's one called the Kokolitsi, Kokolitsi, Kokolitsli. Yeah. Kokolitsli <laughs> epidemic. And that was 1576. That's why. 1576. Uh, hold on. Before you go anymore, I got a question. So you've spent your whole life in California. Yeah. Do you tend to have more of a, when, when you're reading a word mm-hmm. that you're not familiar with, that doesn't seem like a, a generic English word. Do you tend to put a Spanish flair on that word? Like when you pronounce it? Uh, well, I don't, I don't think specifically, but like the, I don't know. I, I feel like that's the case. If I can't pronounce it the way I think I normally would, then I start going through the, the, like the real of different, accents or maybe mm-hmm. um what's a better word for accents or um dialects that would potentially say it in whatever way mm-hmm. and i try to i guess i i guess i do end up trying to put some sort of spin on it i don't i don't revert to, i don't revert specifically to spanish though do you sometimes 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 i think that's just because it's I, i'm pretty sure that's the second most uh, used language in oh, yeah. America. I'm mm-hmm. sure it is because everything is. That's the the next language down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll 
I, I just kind of sound like I don't know how to read when I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a word like that. But I feel like that's kind of the case. There's been a couple of times I've caught Cassandra doing that, and I'm like, oh, that's like a French word or a, some kind of, you know, so mm-hmm. it's got a different flair to it. Um, but she gets me with that, with cooking a lot, because I'll do the Spanish thing for cooking terminology, and then it's really something French, and she will correct me on it. So, well, Like when you see rue? spelled mm-hmm. <laughs> you try to say it in spanish i don't know how you would say that in spanish though isn't it are you r-o-u-x we uh that's french i believe i don't know yeah whatever <laughs> we digress <laughs> uh so i'm gonna try it one more time the coco litzley epidemic nailed it nailed it <laughs> this said uh, quote-unquote disease refers to millions of deaths in the territory of new spain mm. which is present-day mexico it refers to a collection of pests um, the symptoms were very much the same as Ebola, okay. which uh, included a dark tongue, jaundice, and neck nodules, dark which just tongue. sounds like a great um, summer um, addition to your wardrobe. You know, you got to get those neck nodules what, going. What, what, like, scares you the most with, like, body changes with illnesses? Because, like, I think some things you've accepted, like, it's 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 out of your bodily norm, but you're like, I can tough through this one. So, like, aches and pains um losing a little weight you're like okay but i'll bounce back but i feel like when you start changing like for me it's changing color when things change color mm-hmm. i'm freaked out because i'm like i feel like that takes a lot to do so your tongue or any kind of bodily fluid you got going on or something yes. as, like, soon, as soon as something it doesn't look the way it's supposed to i'm kind of i'm worried yeah, because even like bumps or lesions or something like mm-hmm. while scary it's not like my skin's turning purple yeah so it's uh i don't know i just hate getting sick in general like i've i've been sick ve- like very sick a couple of times in my life like multiple week hospital trips and one of them was they thought uh, meningitis mm-hmm. which was which was a big thing at the same in tandem with swine flu it was around the same time oh. so that's what i they thought i ended up having when i was in the hospital around that time in middle school mm-hmm. but then i was undiagnosed like, I ended up just getting better in the hospital. <laughs> I just sent him home. Yeah. I, just sent him I home. spent a week and a half in the hospital, uh, and they were giving me a bunch of pain meds and stuff like that because I was just, I couldn't keep any food down. Super sick. Couldn't really stay awake. They ended up doing a spinal tap on me Ow. to try to see what was going on and see if they could find it in my, like, whatever was happening. They tried, like, CT scans and CAT scans, stuff like that, seeing what was going on, but I couldn't figure anything out. And then they tried to start messing with my um, what they had me on, and that was when they figured out that I'm allergic to morphine. Fun, because that's something you want to find out in the moment. Yeah, in the moment in the hospital, I didn't really care. I was on morphine at the time, so I was out of it. But that's what made me pass out in the bathroom, and that was only during that trip. And then I ended. They took me off the morphine, and I ended up getting better. Hmm. So like the sickness came and went apparently. But I was still in such a way because they had me on stuff that I was allergic to and it was just keeping me like sedated to a crazy degree. I literally couldn't carry on a conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, well, encephalitis, which involves uh, swelling of the brain, meningitis, they, they think that's kind of the same, around the same thing. Um, speaking of, there was the West Nile virus mm-hmm. in 2018 which was commonly transmitted to humans by mosquitoes. 
was the biggest carrier back then. Uh, while most people predicted people infected with the West Nile virus either don't feel ill or develop relatively minor symptoms, like fever or vomiting, some can develop serious diseases uh, that affect the nervous system, like swelling of the brain or, menin- or meningitis, right. more specifically. Um, so they like went, they were, I, all three of those were in the bunch when I was in the hospital. They were like, what is this? I, to this day, I don't know. Uh, my my buddy shout out Isaiah if you're listening I know you tune in every once in a while at work his mom had West Nile oh really and yeah yeah I mean she's she's cool now she like, got over it and everything but somewhat minor case I, I'm not sure I, I don't know if there are minor I think cases, it was pretty but... bad I'm I can't remember exactly when he told me the story I want to say she was hospitalized but I don't know that for sure I just know she did get it and she's cool now but yeah I I thought I had read with West Nile it's if you start showing symptoms, mm-hmm. you're kind of screwed by that point. Yeah. It's uh it was it was a really bad one. I mean overall the rate of uh neuroinvasive disease which was which came in tandem with um with West Nile. It caused neuroinvasive diseases because it would weaken your immune system. Oh, okay. Uh it was almost twenty five percent higher in twenty eighteen at point five one percent um, per 100,000 people population-wise. A lot of statistics. A <laughs> <laughs> CDC on all these statistics. Uh, North Dakota and Nebraska saw the highest rates of neuroinvasive disease caused by their virus, which is crazy. North Dakota and Nebraska. While California, Illinois, uh, Illinois, <laughs> Illinois and Nebraska saw the highest numbers of cases in 2018. Um, roughly 1 in 150 people infected by West Nile develop, develop the neuroinvasive diseases, and about 10% of them die. So again, I like if you don't catch mm-hmm. on to it quick enough, it's yeah very uh, hazardous. Um, so in 2013, World Horth, uh, well, oh my god, Can't World Horse in talk. <laughs> in 2013, I might the, leave that one in there. <laughs> the uh, the World Health Organization declared antibiotic resistance a threat to global health security. Okay. Um, it can seem hard to believe that in the 21st century, infectious diseases remain such a profound ex- existential risk, but uh, our dependence on antibiotics to stave off their impact on human and animal health industry are too high. Like, that's the only thing that we have to combat it. Mm-hmm. So that's all we know. So do. we found this one thing, and it works really well, so we're mm-hmm. like, we're all in, all chips on this one. Yep. But, but it only works so specifically on whatever's going on at the time right and at this point it's there's so much mm-hmm. um that is starting to work less and less against that we might need to and those strains thank evolve. you neighbor yeah <laughs> right get all it, of that it's um that we we, we might need start needing to put some eggs in some other baskets yeah or we're going to be screwed real quick mm-hmm. well because essentially we're just we're, we're patching the problem as we go and that's what it seems like because i mean you mentioned three different versions of influenza mm-hmm. where we had one we patched it up like you said yep. it changed patched that hole another yep. leak sprung up so it, it that's what it feels like well yeah it's the same, i mean because essentially what they're saying is the strains the as far back as mm-hmm. bubonic plague essentially are, are well, a, let's are just evolving. look at basic science yeah it makes it's it's what organisms no matter what size you are do they yep. change they grow they evolve adapt you know that's yeah. that's just how the world is mm-hmm so it makes 
perfect sense that a virus, even though it's on a microscopic scale, would do that. And actually it makes more sense that it would do it quicker yeah. because there's such a higher population of it mm-hmm. that it has more generations it can work through to evolve. Yeah. And as so. we're expanding, it's expanding. Yeah. Um, that brings us to tuberculosis. Oh, fun, fun. It's been responsible for the death of more people than any other infectious disease in history. Really? Over a billion deaths in the past 200 years Ooh. to tuberculosis. I know it got real bad. There's a, a big tuberculosis. If you're listening to this show, you probably already have heard of it, but uh, the uh, asylum in Waverly mm-hmm. uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, was a big tuberculosis hot quote hospital uh, yeah I, yeah you can say hospital where people got sent for treatments and, and things like that and uh it will definitely be an episode topic one day but it was it's it, a lot of lists if it's not the most haunted place in the world it's top five okay and it was an old tuberculosis What's care this one called? Waverly? facility yeah waverly waverly asylum okay Ooh, yeah so we'll get to put that up on the board mm-hmm. uh they think estimation today about uh, the third of the world's population is thought to be infected with tuberculosis uh but in its dormant form okay which is scary enough as it is this means that the bacteria is present but it's controlled by the immune system okay is that kind of, kind of like our um like vaccines and and things like the the flu shot that we were talking about earlier and mm-hmm. kind of like forms like that um yeah like essentially it's like that we have it but at different different degrees okay uh, at least a third of us do yeah. apparently which i feel like there's there's some that are so subtle that i mean most i don't think that you can test for it necessarily but mm-hmm. but things can bring it on i believe okay um so yeah so it uh it means that the bacteria is present but it's controlled by the immune system and the infected person has no symptoms and it can't be spread to others thankfully uh, the bacteria will reactivate in a small proportion of people that may develop symptoms including fever, sweats, weight loss, fatigue, uh, cough, or even, um, here's another $5 word, hemoptysis, hemoptysis, which is coughing up blood. Fun. I feel like there's another way to say that. I don't want to, I'm not going to look it up though. <laughs> Hem, never mind. So over a billion deaths in the past 200 years. In 2015, there were 10.4 million new cases. Wow. And 1.8 million tuberculosis-related deaths around the world in 2015 alone. With a vast majority of cases in developing countries. That's usually where it happens, if anywhere nowadays. Unfortunately. Again, less developed, less access to... Which, if you've been out of the country, that's the first thing you get asked. What? Like when you're in a hospital or something, it's one of the first questions. Have you been out of the country mm-hmm. and where have you been at? Yeah. I know when I was, when Cassandra and I went to Belize for our honeymoon, we had to like check and see if there's any kind of shot list that we need to have before we go someplace, mm-hmm. which we got lucky in Belize. You're, you're fairly safe. I think as long as you got your tetanus shot, um, it covers anything you might be. Well, Belize is such a small small area, right? Yes, it is Central America, though, where there's a lot going on. I mean, yeah. we're talking a jungly part of the, the world, mm-hmm. um, but pretty much don't drink the water. You'll be fine. Yeah. I feel like that's 
like the case for a lot of places Most, outside of the U.S. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Besides Europe, potentially. Even some parts of that, though. That's tuberculosis. There was also smallpox. Okay. That was a really big one. Caused by uh, the variola virus. And blankets from American settling assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as late as the 1960s, smallpox was still endemic in Asia and Africa, like 50 years ago. It's an estimated 2 million deaths occurring annually from smallpox. Still? No, that was as oh, uh, during the 60s. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, it was spread easily between people by sneezing or shared contact, uh, leading swiftly to the characteristic disfiguring pustule lesions on the skin. Oh. <sighs> Smallpox sounds like the worst of them to have, I feel like. I just can't... Or leprosy, I suppose. Which yeah. Which was I mean, way less common. Anything biblically mentioned to be terrible, I'm... I, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be real bad. <laughs> um, the disease was severe, with about 30% of affected people dying, uh, while the rest were left with uh, complications associated with the infection. These included a multitude of scars, blindness, infections, and arthritis. Those who survived, however, were generally protected from reinfection. Okay. Building on observations that milkmaids were protected from smallpox, uh, Edward Jenner, an 18th century British physician, developed and popularized a technique called vaccination. Hmm. Which is controversial now. Yeah. Maybe something we talk about in the future, because I know a lot of people are are very... um, I'm not going to use the term, because it might be insulting, but they're not for vaccinations. What, anti-vaxxers? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Um, but there, yeah, there's a lot of, there's people that are not about it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think it can cause a lot of different things, including autism. Um, Show me the statistics. <laughs> but that's, that's a, that's a convo for another pod. And mm-hmm. I've, I've not fully done the research on it. Personally, I'm a pro vaccination person. It seems to do more good than harm. Um, but again, not done the numbers so yeah i'm not opposed to looking into it but uh as i would yeah (laughs) (laughs) my kids will be getting the shots (laughs) yeah i'm with you uh so that's where vaccination started and that was where that whole thing you know deliberately inoculating somebody with a bit of whatever sickness so they injected you with a small amount of cowpox Mm -hmm. uh, which was a closely related virus and that led to the protection from smallpox. Mm-hmm. In 1980, smallpox became the first and so far only human infectious disease to be declared eradicated entirely by the World Health Organization. Wow. So. I thought polio was the first. They, well, apparently there's there's still bits out there. Mm-hmm. Apparently this is the only one that's been, com- that is completely gone. Just done. Yeah. Huh. And what led to that? Uh, <laughs> so. That brings us to our present predicament, COVID-19. Which, I got the numbers, so I don't sound like an idiot. I actually, during my recent bathroom break, found out (laughs) um, there are multiple coronaviruses. Okay. Um, COVID-19, or Coronavirus Disease 2019, so you're right, it's the year, Mm -hmm. um, is what we're, we're, we're discussing and we're currently worried about. But there is also a diagnosis for coronavirus 229E, NL63OC43, or HKU1. All of those have already happened? There are different uh, strains, not strands. I know we said strands a couple times. It's strains of uh, 
of coronavirus, but they're a different diagnosis, different animal. So okay, still coronavirus, but not tw- not corona nineteen that we're really worried about. Yeah, what we're dealing with right now. So I knew I heard that. knew I knew I wasn't crazy, but. Tell us why we should be terrified and shaking in our boots. So a little of this, a little of this, well, a lot of this is going to be outdated information because it's honestly on a day-to-day basis we're learning new things. Right. Um, so initially, it spread throughout China, uh, originating in Wuhan, and has spread to 31 other countries and territories, including the U.S. As of February 23rd of 2020, uh, what, two and a half weeks ago? Uh, there were 76,936 reported cases in mainland China and 1,875 cases in locations outside of mainland China. There have been 2,462 associated deaths worldwide. No deaths have been reported in the U.S. That has now changed. Uh, 14 cases have been diagnosed in the U.S. Again, that's changed. An additional 39 cases have occurred among repatriated persons from high-risk settings. Repatriated meaning that I think uh, coming back from traveling abroad for a current total of 53 cases within the U.S. Which is drastically different now. Drastically different now. And I have those numbers too, but we're going to keep going through this. This report summarizes the aggressive. This is all strictly from the the CDC. This is straight up their numbers at that time. Um, Summarizes the aggressive measures that CDC, state, and the local health departments, multiple other federal agencies, and other partners are implementing to slow and try to contain uh, transmission of it. 14 COVID-19 cases have been diagnosed in the following six states. Arizona, California, Illinois, Massachusetts, Washington, and Wisconsin. 12 of these 14 cases were related to travel to China. And two cases occurred through person-to-person transmission to close household contacts of a person confirmed COVID-19. An additional 39 cases were reported among repatriated U.S. citizens, residents, and their families returning from Hubei province. Um, you know what? I think you, you, get a, you should get a little credit. Um, for all of the the medical terminology that you had a hard time with, you're you're killing the Chinese names right <laughs> now, killing them. in a good way. I think I, I, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't say killing on a oh. on a plague <laughs> epidemic podcast. I could uh, be saying it completely wrong too. I don't know. I, I, from everything I else I've listened to, okay. you you're on it. I've been so. watching a lot. Of, I've been yeah. watching a lot of cooking shows lately, and they've they've been traveling to China. Um, and from the Diamond Diamond Princess cruise ship was the one that we were thinking of, Diamond Princess. Okay. Uh, that was docked in Yokohama, Japan. Um, I just took a picture before I got over here. I took a screenshot of some current statistics um, that shows, because as we know now, Italy is on, Northern Italy is on complete lockdown. <laughs> uh, Quote, lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, so new cases in the past week in Italy, um, 11,255. Uh, total cases over 15,000 and cases per 100,000 people is about 25 people per 100,000 people. Okay. Um, in Iran, it's, it's in Iran now as well. 6,562 cases in the last week, 2,691 cases in Spain in the last week. Um, that goes to about 2,500 for France, uh, about 1,900 for Germany and we're coming up on 1,800 for South Korea. So, South Korea is slowing the most. Um, but. Which the World Health Organization just came out praising South Korea. Yeah. For, for I won't say getting it under control, but doing doing a really good job mm-hmm. for how, how they're handling the coronavirus. Yeah. 
It's uh, the the they're, the only places that it's slowing drastically is in is where it's originated. Yeah. Uh, Which I, I just heard that China they're taking um, essentially they have fever stations mm-hmm. everywhere at work uh, public transportation sites, and you get tested there like before like it's essentially stops along your day. Yeah. And if you have a fever, you immediately get sent to a fever center to figure out why you have a fever it's, if it's just the flu self-isolate or if it's corona yeah and they're taking better uh better care of the more drastic cases yeah and they're not just isolating you at home because then you're just going to infect your family yeah so like i was telling cassandra um all of these statistics are we can only get this information out so fast so i was listening to an npr uh, report on it on the way over here and there was i don't i can't remember where the guy was from but he's some he's somebody in i believe he's in one of the one of the health organizations knows a lot about what's going on and uh had said that we should be reacting to it a a lot more quickly in the u.s that we should be that we should be banning the the big big gatherings of people just because that makes sense it's a lot like i'm mad about it and we can joke about the nba being shut down but it it, it makes sense and if we've got to do it for a short time and get it under control it's better than all these people dying so what he had said was that so far in the u.s we have tested the same amount of people overall that they're testing in china daily yeah that sounds about right yeah which i i believe i heard that there was an issue trying to get a proper test that the the, the cdc was having an issue even proper working properly working tests yeah right but then at the same time i found in washington where it it originated for in the u.s and mm-hmm. they've had I think you could probably say the biggest problem with it in the U.S. There, they created a test for it and were able to find, which they technically weren't supposed to, Mm -hmm. um, because they, they, they could create the test, but essentially they couldn't do anything with the results they have because the test couldn't be federally approved. Well, there were a couple of days there that, um, that I I may, might've been their tests. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure, but there were, I heard talk of tests that would, that would, uh, say that you did definitively have it and Mm -hmm. then you would test again and it would it would say that you didn't i'm not sure if that's the same one yeah um, but i know that that the woman i'd listened to who who was a part of the the group that had created this test Mm -hmm. um they they were like okay we don't really know but we need to do this because we got to do something yeah and they were like we were just kind of hoping we didn't get any positives because then it's like we don't really have a next step for it because we're not federally federally approved even though we are physicians yeah uh we we you know we're respected in the state um and the very first day they had positive tests well i think it has to be like i think it has to be like cdc approved too now yeah like i think that that's, it has to be that's CDC. who's sending out the kids yeah. and stuff like that and they're yeah. the ones who have to worry about this response time right so they w- w- the very first round of testing mm-hmm they, they started getting positive cases and they're like, great, what do we do? Do we follow protocols and legal obligations? Do we tell these people? Do we not tell these people? Like, yeah. do we start isolation? We can't really legally. And, uh, I mean, it's it's hitting home, too. Yeah. Like, pretty hard. It's uh, it's getting bigger in California. Okay. Sacramento County announces six new cases of coronavirus, bringing the total to 17, and that was posted today. Which I believe the original, the the original person in Sacramento who had the first reported case in the county mm-hmm. wasn't even from the county. It was someone who had it in another county, but was brought into our our um, brought here because we have better medical facilities. Yeah, uh, I think they were brought to UC Davis Hospital. Um, I don't think the spread to the other people 
came from that. Mm-hmm. But I know the first case wasn't technically like just someone that lives here that was infected. Yeah. It was someone brought here be- yeah. for medical treatment. Mm-hmm. So. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, a woman just died in Elk Grove assisted living home on Tuesday from it. Oh, n- n- nursing care facilities are like, I think, as far as the U.S. goes, that's the worst facilities. That's where it's spreading the quickest, yeah. Like, I think almost all Washington... Uh, no, I was going to circle back to yours because I just found the first case of the virus in Sacramento occurred on February 19th when a seriously ill woman was transported from Solano County yep. to UC Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I know nur- nursing care facilities in uh, in Washington, they've all been shut down, and they're talking all across the country of shutting them down mm-hmm. just because that's I mean, that's the most at-risk person. Yeah. And you have family coming and visiting, just trying to do nice things, and it's awful because you, you want to make sure grandma's okay. Yeah. But you can't even make sure grandma's okay. No, you. I mean, you're supposed to completely self-isolate now. Yeah, and things are so hush-hush. You know, I, you know, you can't tell people what's happening because you don't even really know yet, mm-hmm. and you don't want to say one thing and then it totally changed tomorrow. Yep. Well, and that's what's happening. It's uh, like the guy. The guy had said that every bit of information that we're getting is an echo of like a week ago. Yeah. Because yep. again, it can only get around so fast. Mm-hmm. So numbers, even those numbers that we were just talking about, aren't necessarily accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I mean, the whole Elk Grove mm-hmm. uh, Unified School District, which is the biggest in Northern California, mm-hmm. is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, they just shut down all the classes for UC Davis, or they they you know they canceled finals, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, had people stop coming to school. Sac State. I had a couple. I have a couple of coworkers that go to Sac State, and they uh, you know they they're already canceling classes. I'm pretty sure Berkeley's closed down too. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. It's yeah, and it's. It's hitting everywhere. I mean, we like I said, I work at a restaurant, and I was uh, today was really the only noticeable day so far. But man, we were so slow. Mm-hmm. It's getting there. I'm I'm very, very grateful for the the jobs me and Cassandra have. Mm-hmm. She works from home, and I see at max fourteen people a day. Yeah. So I'm we're very isolated from it. So I'm very thankful for that blessing. It's um, getting hard in the service industry. But yeah, I'm just. I couldn't imagine being in, in that realm of the service industry. And then I didn't even, I wouldn't even considering economic ramifications of this. And I was listening to some times reporting uh, um, from people and we're not going to get it into politics in this show. That's not what we're about. Um, but the president was speaking about um, his concern for economic ramifications and that wasn't even on my radar and then I started thinking about it and then all these shortly after we had the NBA shut down um, and, and and all these other uh, you know concerts and, and, and big revenue tourist items and even local businesses not being able like a restaurant not being able to stay open like that's a big deal dude you don't realize how like how quickly it impacts I mean, it's well just just imagine a week. Of, of a of a restaurant, a yeah. locally owned restaurant being mm-hmm. shut down, what that would do to all of the employees, where the majority of them live paycheck to paycheck. It's already bankrupting more people than it's killing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the economic the economic force behind it is mm-hmm. is is it's like a wake. It's even yeah. it's way bigger than. Yeah. It's coming on, but I mean. We can only do what we can for now. Mm-hmm. We, we're like we're as far as you know, we're implementing a bunch of stuff at at work. I mean, I can only 
attest to what you know my relation to it i suppose and being in this industry and you know we're trying to do everything we can to make sure that everything is sanitized as possible and you know there's hand sanitizer hand sanitizer pumps at exits and Mm. bathroom entrances and wiping down menus every every couple of minutes and Mm -hmm. you know making sure that everything's covered and i mean that's how things need to be anyways but yeah um but even more so people are feeling the fear right now which is unfortunate because for a minute it was hitting a bunch of local uh, Sacramento businesses as far as Asian-owned Sacramento businesses. Yeah. Because uh, the xenophobia was real for I a minute. I was about to say, then you've got stereotypes that yep. are just going to play a huge impact, a huge factor. And it's 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 sad because I, I, I understand the caution, um, especially if if you run into a person of that nationality in this part of the country mm-hmm. i feel like it's going to be a big difference versus running into a person of that nationality in like kentucky yeah while the the amount of xenophobia is is the same mm-hmm. or, or racism may be the same um you're more likely to have someone that has closer ties and connections here because yeah. it's a shorter travel yeah so well in san francisco is a huge yeah, Asian population. I mean, you have Chinatowns and yeah. and little Japans, mm-hmm. and you know it's it, it's it's extremely cool. I love it. It's one of my favorite things about living in California is you get to experience all this diversity and yeah. these ties to places around the world. But then something like this happens, and it's it tit for tat. Like you, you it is crazy how quick that reverts. Yeah, and it's fear does some some bad things to the psyche mm-hmm. and people make some decisions that you would not expect yeah and it's it's sad it's at the end of the it's just sad yeah and it's it's like what can you do yeah right now like it, it's because i mean in one part if you take someone that's um was is it not wuhan um wuhan? is it wuhan one was where it wuhan. originated if you have people that are Wuhan, or even if you just broad label it Chinese mm-hmm. and you start saying, hey, you're the most at-risk person, we have to isolate you. I mean, that seems like a very uh, insensitive thing to say, but then you do have a higher risk. And yeah. it's like how, you know, well, where does that line get drawn? And I'm not saying I'm for one or the other because, you know, I'm still working through it right now, but it's it's a tough moral line to draw well yeah but i'm more i'm more i'm more afraid of uh, right now of elderly people than than i am of anything yeah. you know just specifically like, culturally well and we were joking around about it before we begin but like our our age group we could likely get it and be fine mm-hmm. we could get it fight it off and be fine but yeah it's the elderly and children or at least at least have it and maintain it until they find something because it's not hitting it's not hitting middle age well younger young adults to middle-aged people as much as it is the elderly mm-hmm. oh, and there was a there was a young man that he was, he's high school age and he had got it started feeling better mm-hmm. was released from the hospital so like he essentially got over it and was going back to school and they had to go find him his school and shut down his school which but, is but crazy. He was, like that's how we need to be on more on top of it like if we're yeah. gonna if we're gonna do stuff like that if we're gonna say you know if we if he came in was 100 percent approve like you have it and then they just let him well they didn't they didn't know until after he was gone oh. and this is a part of the i think this is a part of the tests um that washing that the physicians in washington made that wasn't cdc approved yeah 
So, yeah, yeah, it's problematic. I don't know, but the silver lining, we 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 just got through all the Corona scares. I just looked at it now. As of yesterday, there's uh, four thousand four thousand two hundred ninety one deaths worldwide. Mm-hmm. And we've been at this. How long has it been now? Two months. That this has been going on. Yeah, <laughs> like a month. Yeah. So we're at 4,291. But if we look at the grand scheme of a lot of these other illnesses that we talked about, we're... Not even a month. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. been, it's been quick. We're, you know, we'll make it through it. Oh, yeah. You know, we're we're resilient. We're stupid and can get panicky and crazy, but there's a percentage of us that has their wits about them, and they'll... Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people are going out and kind of, you know, stockpiling right now, and... And I, f- I feel like in preparation for something that they feel like this is going to turn into. But let me tell you a little southern secret, and it might not even be a southern secret, just a place where people have extreme weather secret because California has no extreme weather mm-hmm. except for hot. Um, I've heard people being like, "Yeah, they're going out and stockpiling." It's nothing like being in Kentucky or Tennessee, and they're forecasting some snow. <laughs> if a weatherman. And in, in out there or Ohio or anything even breathes the word snow, there ain't going to be no toilet paper. There ain't going to be no milk or bread. They're going to be going because people think they're going to be snowed in at their house for three weeks over a wow. couple inches of snow. So people will go out and they hoard that stuff. So we're, we're sitting kind of pretty right now. We're, we're okay. But yeah, I think it's also funny that Charm is just raking it in right now. Right, just oh my God. making money. They need to kick some of those proceeds over to a, a Corona beer relief fund. So, yeah, <laughs> man. Nobody ain't nobody touching Corona. But I think I, I was telling Cassandra earlier today. I think it's funny that when we have some fires around here, masks are gone. Like mm-hmm. face masks are bought up and gone. But then we have a deadly virus going around on the West Coast. And you don't see people running around with masks like they should. <laughs> but you got a fire and people don't want to breathe a little smoke. Yeah, they'll get a mask. Mm-hmm. But not for something like this. Yeah, I mean, spare the air day is huge. But we've been through a lot of other illnesses. We're still fighting some of them. But I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, you can only, you know, you can only hope and pray and do what you can on a daily basis to keep yourself clean. and Yeah. Other people cleaning. Yeah. We're going to make it through this. Okay. Yeah. You, all of you campers and us, we're going to be just fine. Well, and here's something else, too. That's just the illnesses we have for recorded history. Mm-hmm. You know, how many... We only went back as far as the bubonic plague, which was just the 1300s. Well, yeah, and then I touched on one or two that were in the 1800s, but... Yeah, so, like, think even farther back, the illnesses we don't even know that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, I know trade and travel was a lot less than it is now, so the spread would be less. But in that case, you would just have a whole village devastated. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many people now. Yeah. That, uh, that's, I think that was, uh, part of the initial scare was just numbers coming out were mm-hmm. big for the area, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then when you take a look at it universally, it's, the percentages are yeah. pretty, still pretty small. Yeah. And that's why I think we'll be okay. Because it seems like the the 
this which granted I wasn't around for smallpox I wasn't around for TB I wasn't around for all those outbreaks to see how we handled them mm-hmm. but it seems to be like this is on par actually this is above how serious we were taking things like the swine flu oh yeah we were around for no this is this is uh at least as far as my recollection goes this reaction to this is pretty drastic i can tell you i never remember the nba getting shut down yeah seriously but so it's i think we're going to jump on top of this i think we're getting it under control and we'll Mm -hmm. be fine yeah i feel like we're for the most part like they're just kind of watching and waiting to see how those initial outbreak areas are doing and just how like if they're able to get that under control and actually get so um, you know some sort of cure or yeah. antibody for it so yeah it's just a matter of time but if not and it gets really terrible and awful then we're going to keep making episodes for you and keep you entertained while you're trying to wait out the virus up until the zombie apocalypse baby so yeah yeah we're uh <laughs> that's kind of a downtrodden note to end this on <laughs> we'll keep you entertained don't worry anyways yeah uh so jordan that's that's scary viruses. Yeah. What what uh including the one we're going through right now. What do we got coming up? We have time slips, which is what I was which I had locked and loaded for tonight, which I think we're both eventually going to touch on cuz you have Well, I touched on it a tad yeah. with uh our our paranormal man of the year mm-hmm. a while back. Um he he had a lot of different things, but one of them was a time time slip that yeah. he experienced. But you had said that you want to go a little bit more in depth with oh them. yeah no just the topic as a whole because there's it, it's one of those where you got to have multiple stories because there's not a ton that are very long yeah um but it's it's a trippy idea and it kind of touches on a few other concepts mm-hmm. um but yeah i yeah yeah so we got that coming um we just um, like like you said we got the new logo out we got mm-hmm. the new uh the new intro song on this yeah um, trying to step up our game for you guys. Trying to keep the podcast moving and evolving. Yeah, just you know, keep it fresh, keep it going. Man, like God, we're already at a year and year and a couple months and year and a half. We're moving quickly. So, uh, what do you do? You have anything locked and loaded for us next time? So I'm still I'm going back and forth on a few topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I don't have one ironed down yet. Yeah. Um so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll um I got a little time cuz you got that one coming up next. Mm-hmm. Uh we do have my best friend Nate coming into town in April. So Yay. we're going to do an episode with him and we'll try to figure out what we're going to do as far as that goes, but cool. I, don't, I don't have anything ironed down yet, but I got a few in the works. Have you been talking to him about it? A little bit, yeah. Try to see what he'd be interested in, too. And, and he's got his major, his bachelor's in psychology, mm-hmm. getting ready to go into grad school. So I'd like to use his expertise a little bit on he's whatever of, we talk about. one of our resident uh, resident calls yeah, for knowledge. Yeah. If you've listened to our, uh, our uh, Barney Hill and his pistol episode with mm-hmm. abductions of Betty and Barney Hill, uh, he was on there and kind of went into to the the back background of hypnosis and psychology and psych- yeah. psychiatry both maybe <laughs> um that's why he was on there because i don't know uh, and, and yeah and gave us the the clinical mm-hmm. knowledge on that so it'll be fun to have him on for an episode even more for not talking about anything clinical yeah i so. can't wait to see him man that's gonna yeah. be fun so we got some fun stuff coming up too winchester whenever they decide to open their doors again we're gonna go yeah it. we'll go and then you'll hear about that yeah so 
I can't wait. Got some fun stuff going. It's going to be fun. So, you know, hit us hit us up with yeah. any questions, comments, concerns. Drop a like. Where can they hit us up at, Jordan? Well, you can go to the Instagram, Creepy Campfire Podcast. You can email us directly at yes. creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. And I'm straight putting a challenge out there to people. We were, it's been kind of quiet on there as far as stories. Mm-hmm. I don't care even if you don't know what happened, even if you're like, this was weird. And I don't know what it was, but it was just kind of weird. Yeah. We want to hear your stories. I don't care if it was a weird light in the night. Um, if you just got a weird feeling around something. If you legitimately saw a UFO, ghost, Bigfoot, anything. Or if there's anything specific that you want to hear that you in a yes. local lore or... Hit us up on creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So we can get you on the episode. We can at least read it on the episode. Or we can just hear the story and get inspired. Yeah. So, whatever you want to do, we check that thing all the time. Um, and please, give us a rating and review. I cannot stress that enough. That's what lets other people hear the campfire, and then we get their personal stories. And guess what? When we get their stories, we can share them with you and give you better episodes. We just continue to grow with you. Yes. So, look, I know you're listening on your phone. Pick up your phone. Hit that five star. Cannot thank you enough. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for joining us once again on yeah. the campfire. And, oh, oh no. Oh no. All oh, the cures are gone? Squatch. All right, all right, put on, put on. Jordan, take this hazmat suit. I gotcha. Zip, zip it up. All right, now, oh, I don't. Do you think we can take two and put two on Squatch? I don't know. We got to get out of here, though. Mm, I don't know what he broke. It's not going to be big enough for him. I don't know what he broke, but I don't trust it. We need to get out of here. All right, well, until next time, everybody. Stay toasty. toasty.